new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. All right, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We bring in Brian Costello, Jets beat writer for the New York Post to talk about what in the heck is going on with the New York Jets. Brian, there's always drama. Yesterday, I saw all the Jets beat writers talking about Robert Sala's always on time for a presser. It's 30 minutes out. It's an hour out. It's an hour and a half out. Y'all were getting all dramatic. And then he came in, but you guys were right. Something was shaking in the building. And then for the first time in the season, he was not committed to Zach Wilson. Brian Costello, first of all, welcome to the crew. Thanks for having me, Josina. Great to be here. Lots to talk about. Good, yes, you got good timing. Yes, good timing. Set up the scene. What is going on? What was your reaction to Robert Sala not being committed to Zach Wilson for the first time? And also what Zach Wilson said in the presser, which wasn't very much about his own performance. Yeah, with Sala, I thought he had to do something yesterday. I didn't think he could come in and just go status quo. And it's not about the media. It's not about fans. It's about looking at the other 52 guys on his team and saying, we're trying to win. We're trying to get to the playoffs. Now, I don't know if he'll make a move. I don't know if he'll necessarily bench Zach. I think he just had to send a message like, hey, this guy's not on scholarship anymore. We're, mm. we're, we're considering something. And then Zach postgame, <laughs> my reaction was, dude, just say yes. Like, even if you don't believe it, just say yes. Like, it was an easy question. Do you think you let the defense down? Yes. It, there's nothing to lose there by saying yes. When you say no, ugh, like, it's just I knew how I was going to play in the locker room and – uh, you know, I, I, the defense played so well Sunday, and they've been playing so well all season, and, and he's holding them back right now. Brian, 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 your reaction, especially as a menacing Hall of Fame linebacker that has the legacy that you do, if you would have had that type of defensive performance in your quarterback, Zach Wilson would have came up in there and said, no, he doesn't think that he was an uh, impact in how they played or what the results of the game was. What would have been your response? Well, as a defensive player, you got to hold them to one less point than the offense scores. That's all there is to it. That's our mindset. That was our mindset in defense at Chicago. But having said that, when your quarterback steps into the presser and says, you know, he, he didn't text, text no blame for scoring three points or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what he said. He said no, basically. <laughs> yeah. But And I played with so many quarterbacks. There weren't great quarterbacks who stood up and said, we got to play better. We scored 13 points. The defense gave up 14. We got to score 15. That's just what you do. It's a team. You know, you always step up there and say, whatever we did, we got to play better because we didn't win the game. You don't just jump there and say, no. That's just, I don't, I don't understand how he can even believe what he said. You know, and I know he's a young kid, but you just can't go up there and say that. In the, the locker room, I'm sure the defensive guys were not happy about that. And the offensive guys couldn't have been happy either. They, they know they got to play better. So, that, Brian, how would you have handled that? I wouldn't have had to. We have a we had a center named Olin Krutz on our team that would have uh, taken care of that situation. So I don't think our quarterback ever would have said that. First oh. of all, because they understand the consequences that come along with that. But I wouldn't have to say anything because we had a guy on offense that would handle most of that for us. Go ahead, Morris. Now, that being said, I got I got a question for Erlacher and Costello. But let me go with Erlacher first since he just described. Yeah. So tell me how that is because for so many – back in the early 90s, uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles defense was very dominating. And we had, a, we had a struggle on offense. And you've had – like you said, you had a couple quarterbacks that, you know, they were, they were, they were cool, but they weren't – you know, they weren't really moving the needle. How does that affect a defense to know you go out there and you can dominate a game and um, knowing that you have to pick it up for your quarterback 
And then for him to come out and say that, does it affect you going into the next week mm. game? Because how is it to where you know that, okay, it's one thing to to dominate a game like that and then mm. everybody in the office saying, yeah, we got to get better. But mm. then for them not to feel that they need to get better or it doesn't seem like they feel like they need to, he, he needs to play better, um, how's that, how, do you, how does that affect you guys going into the next week's game or does it? It doesn't. So as a defensive player, you, your mindset, like I said, is to hold them to as few less points than you, than you score as a team. That's it. That's all there is to it. Didn't matter what the quarterback says. Our mindset: if we need to score on defense, then score on defense. That way, we can win the game. And we did that in Chicago a bunch of times. We we scored seven, eight touchdowns a year there for a while. But for him to say that, you know, and I don't think he believes that. Honestly, there's no way. I think you no. Know, you walk into those press conferences and you're already mad because you lost ten to three or however they lost, and you didn't play well. And you're just waiting. You know someone's going to ask a dumb – not a dumb question, but a question you're not going to be happy with, and you give the one-word answers. I did the one-word answers for a while. It didn't work out good for me either. Um, so I just feel like he, he doesn't believe what he said. There's no way he can believe that that didn't affect – that they think they played good enough for him to win the game. There's just – he can't believe that as, as a quarterback in the NFL. So okay. Now, now, I have a question for, for Costello now. Hey, hey Brian, hi, thanks for joining the show, man. Thanks for having um, me. Yeah. So tell me now. So it feels like the last few games uh, that uh, the quarterback hasn't really won. It's been everything's been placed on your defense. Do you feel like it needs to be? You said that that Stalin needs to make a change. Do you think he needs to change right now to Flacco, or do would you still give? I mean, because right now you're right in the playoff mix, and it feels like a veteran quarterback who's making right decisions and not turning the ball over would be more effective right now than the current quarterback. So what, what do you is, – is, is, are people calling for Flacco? Do you think they should stick with the young young kid? What do you think? Well, the Jets fans love Mike White, right? Yeah. He And he's well, actually White. the number two right now. Flacco's yeah. the number three. But oh, White, he, right, right. I remember White. Yeah, he was some games for you guys, yeah. Well, he, he, he beat Cincinnati last year and threw for 405 yards, right? It was a stunning game, and obviously the Bengals go on to the Super Bowl. So Jets fans saw that and are clamoring for Mike White. And, and, but, you know, I, I don't know which way Sal would go, White or Flacco. Flacco started the first three games. It was kind of, eh, you know, you got what you expected from Joe Flacco. Now, the Jets' defense wasn't playing as well then as they are now. They kind of they, they kind of hit their stride in October. For me, they play the Bears this week. The Bears don't have Brian Urlacher in the middle anymore. This is a defense that you can do some stuff against. I give Zach a half. Let's see what he can do. And I might make it if, – if it's not going well, make a change at halftime. Like, split some reps in practice this week. I think this is a game where he can do stuff – the Patriots have a very, very good defense, and he he played terribly, but they have a very good defense. The Jets have won five games with Zach Wilson at quarterback, so they can do it. He, he just has to manage the game and protect the ball, and he just – the first Patriots game, he turned the ball over. Then on Sunday, he just basically could do nothing against them. So they, they have to – I think let's see what he can do against the Bears. I think yesterday's thing was more of a message to the team by Salah saying – you know, this guy, we, we, we get it. We're, we're, this guy does no longer has, you know, he, like I say, he's no longer on scholarship. Yep. Well, um, well, I think there's two questions then. A, so do you feel he's the best option to win right now? And B, do you think he's the future of the franchise? Yeah, that's the, that's the crux, right? The answer to the A is no. I, I don't think he's the best option to win right now. But, mm. but B is tough. B is, you know, they took him number two overall a year ago. Uh, are you ready to call it? Are you ready to say this isn't the guy? I don't think they are. Um, but, you know, I, what happened is this Jets team is a little bit ahead of schedule. I think they they I think they I think thought they could do some things this year, but next year was the year. Mm. 
then all of a sudden this defense arrives, right? Yeah. Sauce Gardner plays like no rookie. Like I haven't seen a rookie rookie DB play like that, right? He he plays awesome. They the defensive line is they're getting sack after sack after sack. This defense arrived, and offensively they were doing some things too. At Brees Hall, he gets hurt. But they they now the quarterback is kind of behind schedule and everybody else is ahead of schedule. So it, it's a tricky situation. So the future question is tough. Personally, I don't think he's the future. I don't know if the Jets are ready to say that yet. And I have one more question. It may be a tricky question for you. It feels like you say that uh, Zach has won five games in a row. And uh, sometimes you can win because of someone. And sometimes you can win in spite of someone. Um, and it's, it's particularly at the quarterback position. I would like to see someone, I would like to get a sense that they are a leader of, of men. And of yeah. course, as of the press conference, I didn't feel, it didn't seem like that. But I'm not there every day. I'm not watching tape. I'm not in the locker room. Do you feel that those five games were because of or in spite of? I say they won around him, right? Because <laughs> they, they, they didn't win because of him, for sure. The, the defense and the running game won those games. But he also wasn't, turning the ball over he wasn't killing them so they weren't winning in spite of him it wasn't like he was hurting them and the buffalo game remember he beat the bills two weeks ago and all he did in that game was he got the ball out of his hand really quickly he moved the move they moved the ball efficiently it was just efficient the, the, the offense stayed in rhythm and kept going that's all he has to do they do not need him to be patrick mahomes right now but they can't have him <laughs> throwing for you know throw for 77 yards either they're not going to win like that and I watched that Bills game. Yeah, well, go ahead, Brian. He threw, he threw it well. You know, the, the, yeah. they were they were in third and two, third and three, a bunch, and they kept throwing. He he even scrambled every once in a while. I was kind of annoyed because I was pulling for the Bills, and he kept converting first downs. It was pissing me off. So I was I was kind of shocked at how well he was playing. From what I'd heard about him, I didn't watch him play on TV yet until that game. So I was uh, kind of impressed with what he did that game, and then he did what he did on Sunday, and it was just the complete opposite. Now, was so, that the last yeah, game? Was that the last game with the running back? Was the running back? Uh, no, playing? no, the running back was out. Brees Hall was out for that game. Okay. Yeah. So they, but they, but he, he was able, like, they, they were able to, the short passing game that day was, was great. They, and they were able to do that. Now, Sunday, the Patriots defense was dialed in. It was also, it was windy. Uh, I do think that affected the play calling a little okay. bit. And I think it affected some of his throws. But you're playing for the Jets. You're playing in the AFC East. You got to be able to play in wind. <laughs> it's gonna, yep. you, you know, three of the four teams. You're gonna have some windy games in December. So that's so no Brian. Really quickly, what defense are you more impressed with? The way that uh, Robert Sala has just kind of brought up this defense. Um, obviously, you got the defensive coordinator and the uh, defensive backs coach there as well too. Or the way that the 49ers defense is just playing right now in all cylinders. D. Brian Urlacher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm more impressed with what Salah's done because you look at mm. you look at the Niners and they got the big names out there. You know they got all, and D'Amico's done a great job, but they got a bunch of the big names out there on that defense. And you look at the uh, the Jets and I don't know a lot of the Jets players. I know uh, Mosley's back this year. I know he's been banged up the last couple of years. You know who's playing great for him is that is it Sauce Gardner? Yeah, man, that dude is good. Uh, so I shouldn't say anything about it, but they've uh, they've kind of had to prove themselves this year where the Niners the Niners you kind of expect them to do well. And the, the Jets, you weren't sure, but they've uh, they've been one of the biggest surprises in my mind on defense. The Jets, I'm going to say the, the the Jets unequivocally. I mean, the, the Niners were just in the NFC Championship game and yeah, could have very well been in the, in the Super Bowl. And yes. I think it's, it's it's refreshing to see 
a team like the Jets, the Jets that whole division just even challenged the Patriots. Mm. You know, I like to see the New York teams competing. I like to see teams who will have, you know, who haven't really had the luck or the consistency to be up at the top challenge these top teams, and particularly a team like the Jets in New York. And then lastly, really quick, Brian, what's the pulse of the locker room right now? I know obviously Tuesday is a, is a player's day off, I yeah. think, right, for them. So, But just in terms of your overall sense, I saw some of the local reporters tweeting that, you know, they had a sense it was going to impact the locker room right now. What, what's just your overall sense? Yeah, it wasn't good post-game, Josina. Like, mm. there was a lot of frustration. It was palpable. There was guys who didn't want to talk. Garrett Wilson, the rookie wide receiver, really just went off, said mm. sorry. The offense was sorry, and he's sick of it, and – he, he was pretty vocal, so there, there. It was it was rough post game. Now, as you guys know, it's a long time from Sunday to Wednesday, right? Things will change. Mm -hmm. I have I don't think this is going to rip the team apart. I thought Salah did a good job of just yeah. sending that message that hey, we're we're looking at everything. We got to get this fixed. He acknowledged it. He didn't pretend like this wasn't a problem. So I think they'll be able to pull together when, when they get back together Wednesday. And I do think these guys are rooting for Zach Wilson to do well, right? They, they want, they, they need him to do well to, to win. So I don't think they're against them. And, you know, the answer, uh, I thought, you know, you guys hit, hit Brian hit on something interesting with the, the answer to that question by Zach. I don't think he believes that. I don't think he wanted to admit it to the media. I don't think he likes us very much. <laughs> so no. it's fine. You don't have to like us, but you have to remember when you're talking to us, right. they hear it. Teammates. Yeah. And so I think he was like, I'm not going to tell this reporter that, that I, I take any, that I'm, I'm to blame here. Like the hell every audience. What, this guy, what does this guy know? He doesn't know anything. Not yeah. realizing like, Hey, you're talking to your teammates right now. So that's that what was the crux of that answer. And I think, and again, like I say, I'm not in the locker room every day. I'm not in the practices. And I think it's, you know, listen, he's still a young kid. You know, it's not, shouldn't be the end of it. You know, he should be able to come back from this. And, um, you know, like I say, I, I, I root for teams. I like to see it. It, make it, it makes it interesting to see, you know, young teams, young players come in and make a splash. And I, I, I like what the Jets are doing. Well, Brian, listen, we appreciate you jumping in on the crew. First time into the crew crib talking about <laughs> what's going on with the Jets, Zach Wilson and all. Hopefully it won't be any more dramatics for you, although I know it's been, at least the team is doing better. You've been toiling yes. around with the New York teams doing awful. At least, you know, uh, Brian Dayball and Robert Sala have, you know, brought some excitement back to the area. So Not we appreciate that. having you on. Thanks for filling us in. Thanks All right, for having me, guys. Take All care. right, thank yeah. you. We appreciate that. And up next on the other side for Crew Huddle, we got KJ Wright and also mm. DMAC to talk about what is going on with Russell Wilson and also the Broncos. So let's go to Crew Huddle.